if I think it, if I meditate on it, if I write it down, it's going to happen. Wow. wow. And that has been my journey. It is a journey of belief wow. and conviction and obedience. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David Simons. Yeah, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David Simons. Yeah, discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of How I Discovered My Gift with David D. Simons. I have the honor and pleasure of having Dr. Felicia Phillips on today. You guys are in for an amazing treat. I'm going to share her bio, and uh, this is one of those episodes you're going to need to play back. I can already tell over and over and over again. All right. So Dr. Felicia Phillips is a master business strategist and president of the U.S. Business Women's Network, her award-winning agency, PPICW, which I love this, stands for People, Process, Impact, Culture, Worldwide. It's headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. PPICW is focused on helping diverse businesses grow and scale while assisting corporations with their supplier diversity initiatives. PPICW is responsible for spearheading Delta Airlines Supplier Development Academy. That's huge. Um, She's becoming an entrepreneur at the age of 19, earning her first six figures by the age of 21. Uh, That alone, you guys already know you're in for a treat. Wow. And building a seven-figure business before 30. All speak to why Felicia is capable of helping business owners create profitable businesses. She has owned businesses in the tech, logistics, consumer products, and professional services industry. Each year, Felicia hosts MogulCon, which I've had honor of being at. It's amazing. If you have it, set up, get your, t- we'll, we'll talk about that, but get your tickets. <laughs> it's a, a, a three-day conference dedicated to helping women-owned businesses boost revenue, increase customers, and exposure in the marketplace. Felicia is a 29-year serial entrepreneur and member of the Forbes Coaches Council and has been featured in Upscale Magazine, The Huffington Post, Atlanta Journal, and Constitution, Rolling Rolling Out Magazine, CBS, Better uh, Mornings, uh, oh, sorry, CBS, Better Mornings, BET, TLC, Centric TV, and many other outlets. Felicia has had the pleasure of working with Georgia State University's Andrew Young School of Policy. Wow, amazing. The Urban League of Greater Atlanta Entrepreneurship Center, City of Atlanta, Delta Airlines, IKEA, the Small Business Administration, and many other organizations. Dr. Phillips received the Phoenix Award from her former City of Atlanta Mayor Kasim Reed, for her commitment to sustainability. The 2015 Connector Award, the 2016 Influence Her Award, Georgia Minority Supplier Council's 2018 Class Supplier of the Year, and Felicia has also been recognized recognized in Who's Who in Black Atlanta. As a wife, mother, 
and influencer, Felicia understands the difficult balance entrepreneurs face and is committed to helping them birth their visions and become victorious while being unstoppable. Felicia resides in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, Anders, and two adult children, Sierra and Grant. Felicia believes that with strong faith and clear goals, success is inevitable. What a powerhouse. That's amazing. You know, when I hear that, I'm thinking, I need a nap. <laughs> that, that's a lot. That's a lot. But you know, anything is possible with God, right? Anything is possible with God. And I will tell you, um, as I listen to it, I, I do want to share that um, that was written two years ago, right? So a lot can happen in two years. This is actually my 31st year in business. Oh, Wow. January was 31 years and you know it's interesting and I don't want to get ahead of your questions right but what's interesting is what success looks like along your journey Mm. because people will ask you know what does success look like well you know success in your 20s and success in your 50s is a lot different Mm. I'm telling you it's a lot different and so I'm sure we're going to get into that oh yeah get ahead of myself so I'm going to let you get right into it all right. So, so the first question I have is 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 really to take take us through the journey. I, I know you you started as um, an er, entrepreneur early on, and you you saw entrepreneurs in your father, uncles, great grandmother, and so tell us about that journey uh, from childhood. You know, it was so interesting because most people grow up right, and they see their parents going to a nine to five. And that's what we do. We were told, um, I'm, a, I'm a 70s baby. You were told, you know, you get a good education, you go to a great college and you get a job. Right. And in my family, that was different because we were all entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a, I always say I'm a daddy's girl, still am. And whatever my father did, that's what I did. And so my father owned Peach State Construction, which my brother runs the company now. Nice. And I will go to work with him. Like I'm that girl that can do sheetrock, flooring, painting, right? All that, because that's what I grew up doing uh, with my dad. And so not just my father, but my uncles were very instrumental in my life and they were all entrepreneurs. Here's the thing. I didn't just see the good part of entrepreneurship, right? I saw some pretty devastating things along the way, but it never never deterred me um, from wanting to own my own business. Matter of fact, my mom, showed me a paper not maybe a few years back and I was eight and on that paper I wrote that by 25 I will own my own business right I didn't know that I was manifesting and speaking into existence at eight years old right I had on that paper I was going to be married I would have two children um, I was going to own my own business like all these things are written on the paper And you fast forward and at 25, I didn't have two kids. I only had one, but I was married. I had my own business um, and I was on my way to seven figures. But I want to back up because it didn't just happen. Right. Sounds good, but it didn't just happen. There were some bumps along the way. I've always um, been one that was headstrong and I want to do it my way. And. At 17, I literally walked across that graduation stage and decided, I'm out. I'm out. I'm moving out. And I moved out with a girlfriend of mine. And I tried to continue going to school. I was working multiple jobs. Here's the one thing I knew for sure. I was frustrated. And this wasn't going to be the rest of my life. Okay. (laughs) I had enrolled at Georgia State. And 
I was working for a gentleman. Um, I was his top salesperson. And this is so crazy because he got in trouble, right? He got in trouble. He was doing some things in the business he should not do. And in that moment, I knew I was at a crossroad. Okay. And I said, either you're just going to leave here and go get another job, or this could be the difference. What are you going to do? And what's so different than where we are today was no internet, right? We didn't have the conveniences of marketing. And I took those books off of his bookshelf and went back to my apartment and I studied those books. Now, during that time, and I don't even, I don't think I've ever really talked about this a lot. Um, I went through a lot of things that weren't good. I, I was homeless. You know, I was working off jobs until because I took literally my tax return money and the money I was making to start my business. Okay. And I started United Helping Hands, which was a durable medical equipment business. And I remember I had to get a van. So you got to think. 19 years old, your friends are trying to ride around in sports cars and have fun and go to parties, right? So now, and I'm saying this for my young people too, who are listening. My friends didn't understand what I was doing at that time. It's not like it is today where everybody's quote unquote hustling and you got to grind and you got to do that. It was a totally different mentality. And what I was doing was going against the grain. And so I felt isolated somewhat, but just deep in my gut, I knew this is what I'm supposed to do. So I did it and it paid off, but it was a lot of self-doubt happening at that time because I didn't know what I didn't know, right? Yes, I grew up with my uncles being entrepreneurs, but now I'm on my own. Now I'm trying to figure out what's my next, right? I'm going to go to school and do this, right? And make money and support myself. And the and the success came fast because I was so committed. I did, you know, now people go to Fiverr or hire a graphic designer and, you know, get that presence. I literally had an idea, shared it with my cousin. My cousin, who was an artist, drew my logo, okay? Drew my logo. I designed... Um, I think back then we had like word star or something like that, right? I'm dating myself. Um, I designed my brochure. I put that logo on it. And because my business was a medical equipment business, I got a white coat, put that logo on there with the brochure. And I literally started knocking on doors. And I remember asking my mom, I had to get certified um, because I'm certified. <laughs> this is so crazy telling this story. I'm certified in orthotic and prosthesis. Okay. Wow. Because I had to get certified. And so yeah, I think no Google maps, no GPS. I had to go to Tampa. And so I go to my mom and I say, I need Let's you to point out something right there on that, because I think you got to something, but to, to get certified in that, that's no joke. Like you had to like, no, study, like that's what I'm about to tell you. Right? That, that was serious. I had to, so I convinced my mom, um, who was always a housewife. She always took care of us to kind of halfway seeing my dream, you know? And I was like, mom, you know, I need you to rent this car because I'm not old enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to go to Tampa. And she's like, do you even know how to get to Tampa? I said, mom, I can read a map. I promise I can read a map. And she said, Felicia, I'm going to do this for you, but you better not get, get us lost. Right. So we rent the car. We make it to Tampa. We did not get lost at all. One, because I was too afraid. 
I kept telling her, just go to sleep. I got this, right? So we get there, we check into the hotel, and literally, I'm studying day in, day night. My mom's in there, she's going through, and I pass, right? I pass. I come back to Atlanta, and have you ever been in that moment where you're, you're doing everything to ensure your success, but now it's time to pull the trigger. Now it's time to pull the trigger. Like you're either going to show up or not. So I literally, and, and <laughs> my car at the time was a Renault, David. <laughs> I literally go downtown. I park my car. I walk to Grady. And I am giving out my brochures. I'm talking to the social workers who, who manage the cases. And I'm saying, look, I will take your terminally ill patients. I'll take them, you know, because I'm so desperate to show that and really to prove to myself that I didn't do this in vain. Two years later, I met six figures, right? Now in your mind, you think I've arrived. Is I'm at the promised land. But David, let me tell you something. I was working myself to death. One, because nobody understood my business, okay? And so I couldn't get any help. I'm literally wearing multiple hats, right? So I'm doing the billing, I'm delivering, I'm sales and marketing. I mean, this is just a rat race that I've created for myself. And I'm sharing this because sometimes we go into business and we think, this is what I'm supposed to do forever. We're miserable in it, mm. right? And we stay stuck because we don't, we're afraid of what other people are going to say. But I want to tell you something. When the spirit tells you this ain't it, listen. Mm -hmm. Because what it was, it was a stepping stone for what was next. Wow. It gave me the cash flow to do something that was my first love, which was real estate. Wow. Right? So I sold the business, sold the business, went back into real estate, built a seven-figure company. Amazing. And I know this, this, this topic is about finding your gift, right? And everybody's gift is different. See, at that point in my life, I wasn't thinking, what is my gift? Because God was building my gift. He was creating it in me. He was fine tuning it, right? I wasn't there yet. yet. I didn't know this is my gift, mm -hmm. right? Even though it was, and I was doing what most people could not do, right? I didn't realize it was my gift and I was bastardizing it because I didn't treat it like it was a gift. Mm. Mm. See, a lot of times people have a gift and they don't treat it as such. That's true. Because they're immature in their thinking of what they have. When you can do what most people can't, mm -hmm. that's a gift. That's true. Right? And what I realized was I had the ability to attract wealth. Wow. Right? I had the ability and I, and I don't take that lightly. Here we are in a pandemic, right? And we're profitable. Mm -hmm. Profitable. Yeah. What I had to realize was that God was building my business knowledge for a time such as this. Mm -hmm. Now, through the journey, what I've realized is that sometimes, especially when we're young and that success is coming fast, the head gets a little big, right? We're like, oh, I got it. I'm doing it. Look at me. 
Let me tell you something. When you are called, God has a funny way of snatching you back to reality. Okay? Just when you think and you start to say, I, I can do this. Oh, you need that? I can make that happen. Be careful of the I syndrome. Be careful of the I syndrome. Because just as I was entering and had crossed over into those seven figures, I'm creating jobs and I'm thinking I'm doing all these things. You got to remember, I'm in my late 20s. Mm. Right. I still got some growing to do. Right. 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 You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm grown. Ha! I beg to differ. <laughs> Listen, what I was at 29 and 49 is totally different. OK, so what happened was. Um, this was right when the economy was crashing, okay? I was invested in every industry that we as Americans look at as the backbone of our country. Real estate, um, transportation were the top two that I was heavily, and then technology. I'm looking at real estate, gone. Transportation, gone. And I'm, I remember sitting in my living room, right? I'm living in this multi-million dollar house and I'm thinking, what have I done? Mm. What happened? Mm. And what I realized in that moment was God was saying, are you going to live in man's economy or are you going to live in my economy? Whoa. Because what you are is heavily dependent on man's economy. You forget, I still sit on the throne. That's right. I'm still in control. And so until you realize that, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you what man's economy can do. Mm. That broke me. That broke me. And what I realized was in order for me to step into my gift and realize what I was capable of, I had to be broken. Because only then could I hear God and what he wanted me to do. And what I realized was he had an assignment for me. But as long as I was focused on what I wanted to do, I could never align with the assignment. That is deep. So, so wow, wow. Thank you for taking us through that journey. I think entrepreneurs, uh, creators, creatives need to hear that, that the journey of the, the highs and the lows and even even attaining success and some of the, the challenges of even success. Um, could, you, could you share now, now you're you've built this real estate company. You 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 had a company in the health realm, and you must have now started like as you said because the gift was always there, but you you, you became aware of it. What, what what is you know from then and and even to today? I mean, you've got multiple gifts. I've got to see you see you operate. You have multiple gifts, but what do you say is your most dominant gift? My most dominant gift is the ability to provide solutions. I can see when, when, when I have the opportunity, and this is why you'll often hear me talk about strategy. I use the word sometimes business coach because I know that's what people can relate to, but I am a strategist. Literally, when I look at a person's business model, I can instantly see the revenue that they don't see. Wow. It, it's almost as if it starts to just jump out at me from from and, and I'll tell you, I wish I could show you my whole office. I always keep a whiteboard. I always keep those big oversized sticky notes, right? Because once I start to write out the business model, I see 
all of the areas for revenue that people often miss because they go into business and they think, well, I can make money on this. And may, that may be one or two things. Mm-hmm. But then I look at it and I see six, seven other things that they could be making business on because my gift is the ability to track wealth. Amazing. Could, could you give us, an, I'm sure you got plenty of stories of, of business. Yes. Did you, can you share an example? I do, I do. So um, I was working with a doctor, okay? And so the doctor, and, and we see this a lot, but you got to think this is one person. Um, she had one particular service that she offered, and that was pretty much it. But she, I think she heard me or saw me somewhere, and she said, listen, I believe you can help me. And so I said, before you sign up for any coaching or anything, I need you to come do a strategy session with me. And the reason is because we're so busy chasing the next thing, we never do a brain dump. In the brain dump, I can kind of do the mind mapping and see the areas of opportunity. Mm-hmm. David, by the time we finished, one of the things I realized was she wasn't communicating. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, she wasn't marketing. She didn't have a product that she was putting out. Right. She wasn't speaking. Right. So I think by the time we finished, we identified four other solid revenue streams that took her into that seven figure category. Right. And everybody's different. Right. Now, one thing about me is I'm not going to even when I do my Black Belt Academy, when you come in, the first thing I'm going to do is a business assessment because I can't take your word for it. Right. Because you've already identified the problem. The problem is you don't really see what the challenge is. Mm -hmm. So you can't solve it, which is why you're in front of me. So the first thing I do, I have a really intense business assessment that I have them to go through because there is not one cookie cutter strategy that you can give any business. The business is you're the business, right? You're an individual, your identity, the way you speak, what you believe in, how you greet your clients, what they come to you for is all different. We're all different. So I can give you the foundational things, but when I work with you, which is why I'm, I'm very particular that I don't need a hundred people in my program. I don't need a thousand people in my program because I'm trying to create real change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you put those cookie cutter programs, this is why people get frustrated. Right. And they say it didn't work for me. Right. I, I can't run your business, but I can help you customize a strategy. Right that will help you get to the next level. And it is there. I look at my clients. I I did not lose one business to the pandemic. Wow. That's, that is extremely right. Everybody I work with got idle, got PPP money, right? They're still in business. They're still profitable. They're still doing well. What I believe my gift is kind of like twofold. The reason I can see the wealth, the money, the revenue streams is because I understand the strategy that goes behind it. I have a reference point, David, because I've owned and been an investor in multiple businesses, right? You can't be a real business strategist and have never been in business yourself, right? I mean, you're hurting people, not helping them. Mm -hmm. And so because I understand, number one, When people come to folks like us, they're investing their money because they need help. And the worst thing is for them to come and we not be able to help, Mm -hmm. right? Or to lead them on a wild goose chase chase because 
small businesses don't have the disposable income like large businesses and corporations have. And so because I've been there, I know what that feels like. I do. I take it personal because what I found out my assignment was, was to help minority businesses become, if you will, uh, corporate ready, right? Because a lot of times we think B2C, but what I'm showing you is I want you to diversify your portfolio. I'm going to show you B2B. I'm going to show you how to get with the government. I'm going to show you how to get with private corporations. Um, that's what I specialize in because I want you to create jobs. I want you to have an impact in your community, right? And so everybody is not going to be that company that sells a product online and makes seven, eight, nine figures. That, that, you know, that's like getting into the NFL, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Speak on it. <laughs> right. Um, what I'm looking at is I want to see you like me in business 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. I have never had to stop my business, go work for somebody else. I've never had to do that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I've never, even, even in the collapse of the economy, even through the pandemic, I never thought I'm going to go get a job because mm -hmm. I can always go back to my strategy. Mm -hmm. Wow. I can I keep when you when people come through Black Belt, I have them do um, the business canvas, a snapshot, and I walk them through it and I have them frame it and keep it close by because there are moments when we feel stuck, when we don't know what that next decision looks like. And you could just kind of look at that and say, OK, all right, yeah. these are my seven areas of revenue. Here's what I can do right now. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Can, can you tell me like. So you found that you're a strategist and and, and, and I um, I think that's amazing because a lot of people, like you said, go into the category of coach, but strategy is a whole nother level. Uh, and and you, you had to come to a realization. So I, I want you to take this back to the moment, or maybe it's not a moment or series of moments that helped you to reveal to you that this was your it this was your assignment this what what was how did you find that how did so let me tell you how i found it out a friend of mine said because uh, i was so let's go back to when the economy collapsed right i was in real estate during that time i wasn't thinking about what i am doing right now right. and so i was talking with a friend of mine and he said you have so much experience um in business that just your knowledge alone could help so many people. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, I hear you, but not truly understanding. Okay. Yeah. So I went and actually worked with the Urban League. That was the first thing I did. Um, went, worked there in the entrepreneurship center. And I was doing a business, like a business one-on-one -on -one kind of class. Yeah. It, they had uh, large enrollment, great feedback. And that's when I started to realize like, hey, I like this, right? Um, now I will tell you 100%, no, 99% of the class was African-American businesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. It just, it, I could feel myself coming alive when I was doing that. And I thought, God, is this it? Like, is, is this what I, because the way I feel is so invigorating, so exciting. Like I want to do this. I, I would never get tired of this. Right. And I prayed, prayed, prayed. I fast and I left the business league and I opened my consulting practice from there. Wow. Wow. And 
that's when the more I did it, the more excited I became about it. I mean, even to this day, if I get a new client, it's like I get excited all over again, right? Because it's like a new business for me, right? A new business that I, I get to cultivate. And so I realized that this is what I'm supposed to do. Now, I will tell you this. You mentioned MogulCon. Mm -hmm. And so it was during the big snowstorm that we had here in Atlanta. And I was stuck on the expressway. And I think this was maybe two years or a year after I had um, the mastermind conference at Phillips Arena. And I kept saying, you know, God, I enjoyed that. What's next? And I could hear the Holy Spirit say, what do you want these businesses to be? What, what are you doing with them? Right. Because what I need you to do is to help my people grow. Mm -hmm. I thought that's big. Like, how am I going to do that? I'm just one person. He said, but I'm God. <laughs> I'm like, hello, somebody. <laughs> right? He said, you're worrying about perfection, but I'm perfect. Mm. I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to trust me. If you trust me, I'll provide because if I'm giving you the vision, I'm going to give you the provision. Right. Okay? Nothing's impossible with me. What I know is from that moment to today, nothing has been impossible. Nothing, no matter the budget. I can tell you one year, my budget for MobileCon was like 80 grand. And I'm thinking, where is this money going to come from? I, I'm literally in tears because I want to do, you know, I love MobileCon because just to be able to serve people in that way, to give folks that experience, that five-star experience, to be able to put them in front of decision makers and just everything that comes with it. I'm like, but you said Right. And, and there's a reason that the scripture says sometimes you got to put me in remembrance of what my word is. Right. Of my promise to you. Right. And I, I'm going to tell you, and this is a true story. I literally was on the floor in tears one year. I'm like, this is too much for one person. I cannot do this. My team is great. But just the burden of this is too much. Yeah. And I felt God just wrap his arms around me wow. and say, get up. This is not who I created you to be. I got up off that floor and I'm telling you, the phone started ringing back to back to back. By the end of the day, I had every dime plus a surplus of what I was supposed to have. Right? He said, you keep, you keep trying to do this thing on your own. Wow. You, you keep saying what you can do. I thought I told you. You need to look at who I am in you. And it was in the moment that I just said, I cannot do this. I'm done. He said, great, that's good. Cause now I can take over. <laughs> now I get to work. <laughs> and, and what I realized, David, and, and I'm so glad, you know, I'm looking at your background. I keep seeing kingdom, kingdom. <laughs> Brother, I'm so glad because we have to stop putting God in a box, Yes. right? I, I, I often use the vision board that people like to do, right? Yeah. And so you do this vision board of all these things, right, that you want or how you see your life. Now, I'm not telling anybody to stop doing their vision board. Let me say that first, right? Because I know people love their vision boards. I'm not saying that because you have to have a vision. 
for me. I'm sitting and I look and I say, but this can't be all that God has for me. I said, this was one year. I said, I'm not going to do a vision board. Mm. Let me see what you have for me. Wow. I'm not going to put you in a box. Mm. There is no box. There is no vision board because the only vision I want to have is the vision that you have for me. Wow. And I want to walk in that vision. I want to align with that vision. Our business... <laughs> It's, it's, it's so hard to even put into words what happened, right? Yes. He said, if you take the first step, step I'll take the 10, the next 10, right? That's how. That's the only way I can explain it, right? I, I literally can think, and this sounds kind of weird in a way, right? Kind of hocus pocus, but it's not. This is what God can do. Mm. This is what I'm convinced of, mm. right? Mm-hmm. If I think it, if I meditate on it, if I write it down, it's going to happen. Wow. wow. And that has been my journey. It is a journey of belief wow. and conviction and obedience. That is amazing. Can you know, I, I can just picture listeners saying please give me an example i know you've given us a few examples maybe another example of this you thinking it meditating on it, writing it and boom i'll give you an example all right this has nothing to do with business this is very personal this is a very personal example my son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two Mm. okay um they told me to have him and they this was a meeting that i had with the school and I'm sitting at this table and everybody at the table is saying, you need to have him declared disabled. Okay. Everybody in this moment, because I had caught them, um, they had my son at a table by himself. Now, I was never in denial that my son had challenges. Okay. But my thing to them was always, I'm going to work. I just need you to work with me. Okay. So my son, my daughter comes home. She tells me, I called the meeting. Everybody wants to tell me what's wrong with my son. And David, I had this lump in my throat Mm -hmm. as they're telling me everything my son would not be. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to scream out. I wanted to cry. I was, I was feeling so defeated Mm -hmm. and I could hear, and this is why you have to have a spiritual ear, Mm -hmm. right? A spirit of discernment. Because I could have listened to them, right? I, I had listened to them. My son would have been medicated and just all types of things. And I heard said, God say, I didn't declare that over his life. Wow. I took a deep breath and I said, thank you. Thank you all. I pulled my son and my daughter out of that school. And I began to homeschool my son. I went to my mother who majored in secondary education. And I said, I need your help. And we put together a program for Grant. I prayed over that boy. I would lay hands on him. Honey, he was so oiled down, he probably could have slipped out of that bed. And every day I would speak over him. I know, son, I can't hear you. But I know one day you're going to have say something that's worth hearing. I know one day you're going to walk into your greatness and your story is going to be so amazing. I will tell him every day. I don't care what people say. You are smart, right? 
God has a plan for your life. I would tell him that every day. He was five years old. He had not spoken to, up until this point. We were in the foyer of my home and he said, I'm smart. Wow. And honey, he has not stopped talking since that day. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. Matter of fact, he's in his junior year in college. He's on the dean's list, oh, right? He graduated with honors. I share that story because it was in that moment that I realized that God is always with me. Mm. Every time I look at my son, he is a walking testimony to the power, the power of God. Wow. I share this because we are in a world where we're so inundated with people who want us to believe something else, who want us to be in denial of our beliefs. Mm -hmm. I am not that person. Mm. It is nothing that you could tell me that would make me believe otherwise mm. because I see it all around me. That's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Wow. I know, I know people are, are getting their uh, Kleenexes and when they hear this, they're going to have their Kleenexes and uh, I mean, I, I, I'm moving to tears here. That's, that is just so profound. Um, I know how much you love your children and pour into your children. It's um, that's that's amazing. I mean, that that's that in itself. Just th to be able to be successful in business, successful in family, successful in in life, and and being a woman of God, like that's that's difficult to 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 do all of those things. And and your 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 discipline has to be out of this world, which I know. Um, and 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 so I think if you could just talk to us a little bit about you know, it's one thing to have this, you know, you have a gift in, in strategy and, and, and gifts in other areas, but it's one thing to have a gift, just like, you, you know, Serena Williams or, or Michael Jordan, they, they can have talent, uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, they have talent in different areas, but if they don't put the development in, Oprah doesn't practice her interviewing and listening and empathy skills, and Jordan doesn't practice those shots, Serena doesn't practice yeah. the swing, like, it's, it's, it, it's almost it's almost not as important that you have the talent and the gift if you don't put the work yeah. in. So, so can you talk to us about the the what you've done to strategically develop your gift and to the level yeah. of mastery you have it today as an successful you know, important. Um, I will tell you the first thing that anybody listening to this is you have to perfect your communication skills, mm -hmm. right? Because if you don't have the ability to clearly articulate your vision. Nobody can follow it. Mm. And especially if there's no passion behind it, right? The first thing I did, and this was probably the smartest thing I did at, at 19, and I was the youngest person in my class, I enrolled in Toastmasters. Oh, I love Toastmasters, yes. I enrolled in Toastmasters because I realized that I needed to be able to articulate clearly the path that I was on and the help that I needed. What I've realized over the years is the power, the sheer power of communication. Um, I, I really, and it's funny because here we are at a time of where we say content is king and queen, if you will. And the gift of writing, uh, communicating, I know it's helped me get to this point. Um, I, every year, so first of all, <laughs> I'm reading all day, all night. Mm. Um, I'm listening 
um, I get in my car. Um, I have uh, books on audio, right? I'm, if you look, I've got tons of books in here. Um, I never stop educating myself. And here's the other thing. I'm a lifelong learner. It's interesting when I get clients and you hire me to help you, but you know everything, right? I don't know everything. You know, I never profess to know everything. I always have room to grow. Right. And so even in the, the corporations that I work with, the, the memberships that I have, I'm always looking for opportunities to really invest, uh, have them invested. Like, do you see value in what I give to you? Uh, great. I would love to see if you could sponsor me to whatever touch school of business, whatever it is. Right. Um, and that's what we have to do. We, we have to speak on what we want. You know, we got to communicate on what we want. We miss that a lot of times because we, we're so busy chasing. But you've got to develop who you are at the core, right? Because there's a certain confidence that comes with what we do. You don't want to hire anybody and they're like, well, I guess. Well, I think. You're like, that's not what I'm hiring you for. I need you to know, right? And that's what we need. We, we need to invest in ourselves to build that confidence, to position ourselves as experts. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, no problem. Excuse me. You know, I got a little emotional on that segment with Grant. Absolutely. <laughs> I apologize. No, no apologies. We want the real, the raw, everything. That's, no, we appreciate that. Uh, so so you just mentioned the development of yourself and, and the importance of that. You're also a, a developer of, of, of people, and that's that's what's helped you. Uh, a statement you you had put published in the publication said, "I grew my business by hiring people, training them, and then empowering them not to just be salespeople or account executives for me, but understanding what it is they want." That's right. So, so you, Ooh, I, I'm so glad we talked about this, David. Yeah, <laughs> this, is good. this is good. We live in a time when people want to make it all about them, right? And then they wonder why they have mediocre success, right? You, if you want to be successful, you got to make other people successful. Real success is when you can build other people. What I love is that the people that work for me, they make great money. I'm talking about six-figure money. You know why? Because I want them to be able to take their family on vacation, buy a new house, invest, right? Put their children in the best schools because guess what? I'm creating loyalty, right? Right. People are so hung up on self-preservation. You will be taken care of. You will be provided for when you take care of other people. I want them to be their best. I want them to strive for greatness. Guess what? That doesn't dim my light. I'm not going to be mediocre because I'm I'm allowing them to shine. No, sir. They make me shine bright. Because what we're doing is it's a collective effort of growth. I learn from them. They learn from me. There's a level of respect that we have. Right. And and. Now they can carry that into their own personal lives. The speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack, right? Ooh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I want to be a leader that they could be proud of, right? That it's no question that 
wherever she's going, I'm going to. You know why? Because I know she has my best interest at hand. Wow. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We need to hear this. Um, so, and I, I've got to see you in action doing this, uh, going to MogulCon, I believe 2018 and just seeing, I saw your, your, just, just the excellence of how things were done, how, how, how the, the people, I mean, I benefited as a, uh, uh, uh attendee, just, just the value that was shared, what was gained. Uh, but I watched your team in action and, um, I could just tell looking at it, I'm like, wow, how many, how much time was invested yeah. to pour into her team to be able to them execute like this? I mean, it was flawless, in my opinion, uh, for what I've seen. And um, I mean, that takes a lot. What what goes behind the scenes to develop, you know, and execute an event? You talked about from the uh, event, but, but to execute not just an event. To not just accuse a, a business, but everything you do, there's going to be people involved. And you're talking about developing people. What goes in the what, what goes in behind the scenes in developing people to the level where they can execute on this level? I want to tell you the first thing is trust. Hmm. Right. I've got to trust them that they can execute on what I've given to them. Um, and so what I do is and this goes back. And so a lot of this is going to sound redundant, but it's important. I'm able to clearly cast the vision, right? Where they can grasp it and run with it. Here's the other thing. I don't keep my thumb on them. I give them instruction, whatever training they need, they, they can get that. I make sure like my ladies are certified. They're certified event planners. They're great at what they do. And I don't beat them up if they make a mistake, right? What I do is I say, okay, that, that was a learning lesson, right? That was a character building moment. Here's how we're going to do it different. Right. And, and and I'm telling you that because a lot of times what people will do is they'll go off. Right. I don't do that because I don't want them to do that. Wow. Right. So I lead with patience. And I give them the opportunity to bring to the table with me what they know. And I always tell them, hey, listen, you're the certified event planner, not me. That's why you're here. What do you think we need to be doing? Would you put your name on it? Because what I'm looking for is pride. I want you to, whatever you do for me, I want you to have a sense of pride that you can put your name on it and we can blast it out to the world and you would never be embarrassed because I trust you. That's good. That's good. Right? Yeah. That's strong. Now, what, what level of sacrifice have you had to make to get to the level of success? Because there's nothing that comes, no, no, no success comes without sacrifice. So like, like paying my employees and not paying myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and listen, I, there's all kinds of sacrifice, you know, late nights, time away from my family, um, missing events that I would have loved to have been at. Mm -hmm. um, all of those things come into play, but I will share this with you in the sacrifice because I, I think a lot of times we, we associate sacrifice with time and money, mm -hmm. right? But one of the things I had to do is really sit down with my family and cast the vision to them first. Mm -hmm. Because your family is the one that is making the biggest sacrifice for wow. you to do what you do, right? Um, the, the time away, um, the money you take away from your family to do what you want to do, 
Um, and then, you know, you just, people sometimes think, oh, you know, they're understand I'm doing it for them. But to them, what you're doing could be very selfish, mm. right? They're thinking, I didn't ask you to do that, <laughs> right? That's what you want to do. And so one of the things I had to learn early on was that they have to be a part of the journey. And so my children began working with me at a very young age. Um, I, Ikea was a client uh, with me. I think they came on in 2010. And I would do a lot of outdoor events for them and, and just activations. And I would have my kids there. They would have on their company shirts. They knew what they were supposed to do. And people loved it, right? But I was teaching them something, right? Which has gone on uh, to help them in their own businesses. So, you know, I'm a big promoter. That's why I go back to communication, right? If you want to be successful, master the art of communication. Because that's what, that's what's going to get you where you need to go. Oh, go. So, uh, Felicia, can you speak to the person who's struggling with knowing their gift? Know, now knowing what you've learned in, 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 in 31 years of business and, 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 and more years in life, um, what would you say to that person who's struggling with discovering that gift of what, what they can do, what their ability is? What advice would you give them to help them to guide them and find it? Uh, first of all, release right? You're putting too much pressure on yourself. What you got to do is you got to start writing, get, get that journal and start writing about what you love and even write about what you don't like about what you're doing. Once you can clearly go back and, and read that and understand what it is that you've written, I always say you got to get in prayer about that. Um, there is a spiritual thing when you are, when you have the ability to transform the lives of others, that is a huge responsibility. You know, I always put it in almost in that same um, platform as being a minister, right? Because these are your sheep that you're responsible for, right? They're, they're saying, I'm willing to give you my hard earned money because I believe that you can help me, okay? Right. And so it, it, as you're trying to discover your gift, you got to get quiet. You got to get away from the distraction of the noise and the chaos, because here's what I know. As much as I love social media, sometimes what can happen when you're in that discovery mode is you're so busy looking at what other people are doing that you lose yourself. You lose your own creativity. You lose your own vision. And so sometimes you got to step away. OK, so that you can center on what it is that you do well, what you believe. Right. And then from there, I always say what you do in the natural, allow God to do in the spiritual. Right. OK, get in prayer. Thanks. Pray. When you come out of that, you're going to have so much clarity. Right. Because you got one with God and you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. And, and I will tell you, I think that's where the times that I share with you uh, here in our, our talk, I was vulnerable. Yeah. I was vulnerable. I wasn't trying to say, God, I know what I'm going to do. I was saying, God, I don't know what to do. I need you to lead me, right? Um, you know, every day I start my day with the 23rd Psalms. I'm talking about as soon as I'm conscious, I'm reciting it. Mm -hmm. I'm putting my name in it, right? Because 
I want to personalize it. I want God to hear that. I'm saying, look, I believe and know that you are my shepherd. Mm. You are Felicia's shepherd, mm. right? Felicia shall not want it. That's good. Right? I want him to hear me. And in that, I'm saying, this is what you promised. This is what you said, right? So what you have to do is say, okay, God, I know you didn't create me for just any reason, right? I'm on a specific journey to understand what the specific reason that I was created to walk in. I need you to lead me and guide me on that and be willing to listen. That's good. Wow. Listening is key. That yes, is, it is. That is profound. We need so many nuggets you and gems you dropped. I only have a few more questions for you. I don't. I, don't, I want to respect your time here. Yes, yes. Uh, um, the, the the you're clearly a marketer, right? Like it's obvious in everything you do. You you know yes. the way you market MocaCon, the way you market PPICW. Hopefully, I didn't mess that up. PPICW uh, and 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 real estate and everything you've done. So, how have you marketed your gift? Because that is something people don't do. They they when they they normally go through the process of finding what the gift is, then they get to the development stage, but they don't do this last part, which is just as important as the first step, two steps. So I'm going to tell you something. I market myself based on, and and I think I have such a um, relationship with my audience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and man, I want to tell you something, you know, like doing MogulCon and the things that um, women share with me mm. ooh, of how I've touched their lives wow. and what they feel that I've done for them. Right. So when I'm marketing, I'm, I'm keeping that in, my, in the top at the top of mind. Right. Because in everything that I do. I'm imagine I'm putting myself in their seat, in their shoes. And if they see it, will they feel like, and will they say, that's me? She's talking to me. So I don't build my business for me. I build my business for them. Right? If I'm building a business for me, who am I serving? Right? right? So whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing it with them in mind, whatever marketing I'm doing. And what I try to help them see is I'm not telling you to be like me. I'm telling you to be you. I'm telling you to find yourself because I'm building leaders, not followers. Wow. That's good. Everybody else is building followers. And I, I love that. I love that approach. That's, yeah. That's and, and I'm doing that because, David, at the end of the day, success is your birthright. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we're here. We came here successful because guess what? I, I, I'm a king's daughter, right? So when I think about a king and kingdom, right? When I think about my king is on the throne, that means I have something. I'm not empty. I came here with something. I came here with the blessings and promises of God. I've just got to stand in authority of them. Wow. No, somebody needs to hear that today. That's good. <laughs> um, speaking of that, like we're, you know, you, you have so much wisdom and books and resources and courses. Where can people learn more from you 
and, yes. and what what sites can they we can point them to so they can yes. So it's interesting. I am revamping all the sites, but they can go to uh, mogulconlive.com okay. right now. And they can go to feliciaphillips.com. And then from the consulting of uh, the diversity, supplier diversity and inclusion piece, they can go to the ppicw.com, um, all of which you can get to from feliciaphillips.com. And um, that's the best way. Um, I do have a book that is going to be coming out later this year. Uh, and, and matter of fact, this is the first time I've talked about it. Nice. And uh, the title of the book is Girl Stop Playing. And the reason I did that is because, you know, I work with women. Mm -hmm. I do have male clients, but the majority of the people that come to me are black women. There are so many things that we struggle with behind the scenes. You know, I love us because if you talk to us, we're the most confident. You know, we got it going on. But behind closed doors, when they come in here and that door closes, they are crying. They're hurt. They're damaged um, from whatever. And it's getting past that fear, um, getting past all the things that society puts on us and says that this is who we are. And really how to step into your own space that God has created for you. Wow, that's beautiful. Well, you, please be sure to send us the link. With, Absolutely, know, yes, yes, yeah. Promote everything yes. you're doing. Everything you do is yes. excellence. Um, I just have one last question I ask everybody on the show. Okay. Is And nobody gets this question beforehand, so nobody knows it. Straight <laughs> from the heart. What's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose. Ooh, that's a good one. So, you know, it's interesting. So your gift, I'm using, I'm using this, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say this is my gift, mm -hmm. right? My gift is almost tangible, if you will. Okay. Right. So just like we talked about my gift to be able to recognize wealth, to be able to give you strategy, those things are tangible. Okay. Purpose is different because purpose ties in with your journey in life, right? And you've got, it takes even you a moment to understand because maybe you haven't completed the journey in becoming the person that God wants you to be, okay? And I do believe that my purpose in my 20s is different than my purpose now, mm. Okay. And the only way you're going to be able to recognize that is that you have to have that, that spirit of discernment as to, in this moment, what is my purpose, right? Because I think what happens is people try to box us into what our purpose is, yeah. okay? So my purpose 10 years ago might be different than my purpose right now. Because God may be saying, right now, I need you to get my people ready. Mm. Right. See, see, I'm going to back up on some. OK. All right. So I'm going to come from a, a spiritual piece and then we'll talk about what the world says. OK. So God says that our purpose is to spread the good news. He says that. Right. And if you believe if you're a believer and I know everybody may not be a believer, but if you're a believer, God says my word is unchanged. Right. So he sent us all here with a purpose. Right. The purpose was to spread the good news. Now, how you do that is through your gift. Mm. Right? right? And so the gift is my ministry. 
that allows me to walk in my purpose. Mm-hmm. My purpose right now is to help black businesses grow and scale, right? To help them understand what they don't know in the marketplace, right? But I had to get there. So I had to do my journey of starting a business, running a business, failing at a business, getting back up from that business, coming back, right? Get it going from zero to seven figures, from seven figures to zero and back up to seven figures again, right? Because now I have a reference point that can truly help you, Mm. right? But I had to get there. Wow. Wow. It was a journey. It was a journey of transformation. How can I transform people if I've never been through the transformation myself? (laughs) That's right. Right? Yeah. So I can help you because I've been there. Wow. Right. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, my brother. That is what it's all about. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Phillips. You have blessed us tremendously. Uh, like I said, I knew this was going to happen. This is going to be one of those episodes people need to just replay and replay and replay again. There's so yeah. much, so much gems. Um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence and, and, and pouring out everything God has given you to give us. We really appreciate it. And thank uh, you. this will be, um, this will be published uh, probably in about mm, about three weeks. We're about on a three-week schedule out. So just let me know. We'll get it out. Awesome. Awesome. We'll do. We'll do. Okay. I appreciate you so much. And uh, I'll be thank here. You. And thanks for the opportunity. I don't get to have discussions like this too often. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to have you on again. We'll, we'll do it again. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, anytime I can talk uh, frankly yeah. about... Uh, how God has touched my life, I'm all with it. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you so much. We'll, we'll all right. Thank you. Thank you. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it. And I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.com. David D. Simons.com. That's podcast dot David, the middle initial D, Simons, S I M O N S dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.